Day one, round one, 2021 NFL draft in the books. Our birds trading with the dreaded Dallas Cowboys to secure the 10th overall selection to take Heisman wide receiver out of Alabama, Devontae Smith. You know, first first thoughts when the trade was made, I was like, oh man, they overpaid for it. I, I also thought in, originally that they gave up their uh, third round pick, the 70th overall. So I was like, oh man, they, that's ridiculous. They could have, you know, at least given up the Colts their own third round pick you know when I found out that it actually was the Colts I felt better about it and really sitting down and and chewing on it for a little bit I don't even know if I would have been that upset after I had time to digest it if they did give up the 70th overall pick they went ahead jumped ahead of a division rival in in the Giants technically jumped ahead of the Cowboys because it results in the Cowboys moving back and they got their guy a guy that I think Sirianni is going to be able to mold into a pro bowl level wide receiver. I think Jalen Rager, if anything, benefits from this pick. I'm still saying 800 yards, six touchdowns minimum for that guy, and that could be the floor for Devontae Smith. This guy's coming in with a chip on his shoulder. Jalen Waddle, who I'm not a fan of, and I'm going to talk about that pick in a little bit, taken ahead of him, same team, guy that I really think was isn't isn't really even scratching the surface to what Devontae Smith is going to be able to do. The guy's hearing from all the talking heads nationally that he's just too small. 166 pounds doesn't translate to success in the NFL. This guy can't beat press coverage. What are you watching? Of all college wide receivers last year, he was the number one wide receiver against press coverage. He had over 400 targets with only seven drops. This guy's got some of the surest, if not the surest hands in college football, now heading into the pros. This guy's route running is elite. One of the other knocks on him. He never ran an official 40 time. His teammates and all saying he'd probably run between 4-4 and 4-5. You watch the game film, this guy is running a much faster game speed. He's just blowing by people, leaving them in their dust, not only with his deceptive acceleration and speed, but with his route running. He is going to translate to success in the NFL Book it. Book it. Some of the more confusing picks that I said I was going to touch on, first of all, was Cincinnati. I get Jamar Chase. Like, I get the hype around it. The guy's got measurables. The guy's got intangibles. He's he's an incredible wide, wide receiver prospect. People are saying the best wide receiver prospect since Julio. I don't buy it. I, I mean, the guy is extremely talented. Probably is the wide receiver one in this draft. But I, I've been... I've been saying all along, I'm a little wary about people that have, haven't played last year, all the people that opted out. I understand why they did it and all. I'm not knocking them for that. But there's a big difference between staying in shape and running routes with your boys and, and taking you know workout videos of you catching balls and all and playing real live game ball. Big difference. And this guy hasn't played in a long time. So we'll see. We'll see. But the main confusion about that pick is why don't you take Penny Sewell there? Your number one overall pick from last year, who was showing a ton of promise, had his knee blown up, and before that was getting tossed around in the backfield. You need to protect that guy. I understand this is a deep tackle draft. There's still plenty of talent you know, left available. You can address some of it in free agency and everything. Not take the... You know, the reported generational tackle prospect that's only 20 years old who could be your left tackle for the next 15 seasons is just ridiculous. 
uh, you're either going to protect Joe Burrow and and build on the line to benefit the rest of your team, or you're not. You have good enough wide receivers in Boyd, Higgins, and you know Tate. Yeah, you might need a tight end and all, but you have good enough wide receivers there. They're very good. That's a good wide receiver room. You need to protect your quarterback. Which brings it to the next weird pick, and Jalen Waddle going to the Dolphins. Again, I don't, I'm not a huge Jalen Waddle guy. I don't think his game's going to translate all that well to the NFL. I've been extremely wrong before on wide receivers. Justin Jefferson is a big one to name. I was way off on him. He could go out there and you know become an All-Pro his rookie year. I don't love it, and especially the fact that they also have a second-year quarterback that they're banking their team's future around. And they traded their first-round pick next year. Not a big deal to the old Philadelphia Eagles. So they're not in a great position to be able... Well, actually, they, they are. They still have a ton of picks from, from the Niners for that original trade back. So never mind. But either way, you te- you, even, if, even if you realize that Tua's not your guy and you move, move on to another quarterback, Penny Sewell would have been the best pick there. I, I don't get it. You got Will Fuller. You got Devontae Parker. The, those guys are, are studs. Yeah, you don't take you don't take Waddle there, but I'm I'm glad that they did actually, because I think it makes their team worse and makes our pick next year that we own from theirs better. And I also think that it you know or I'm also happy that it took Waddle out of the possibility for the Eagles taking him. I think Devontae Smith was the best wide wide receiver that we could have taken out of those three, not named Jamar Chase. Next pick that was a little strange would probably have to be. The Las Vegas Reachers taking Alex Leatherwood. Uh, Good tackle, not a great prospect. Could come out there and shock the world, but it just seemed like there were better prospects on the board. Christian Darisol is one that that immediately comes to mind. Uh, I'm all about building in the trenches. I think it was the right position, just wrong player. Not really a whole lot to say about it. Just seems like they took a reach on that guy, and it seems like the past number of years they've been taking reaches on guys. So we'll see if it works out for him. I think Derek Carr is a good quarterback. I just don't think that it's necessarily the best coached or best ran team there. But I, I don't know. Uh, probably one of the strangest picks in the draft and one that affects me personally with me owning James Robinson in my Dynasty Fantasy League would be uh, you know Travis Etienne to the Jags. Why? You've got a lot of needs. This is a deep tackle draft. You still need another wide receiver. At that time, Rashad Bateman was was still available. Why take Travis Etienne? You had an undrafted rookie uh, running back last year come out and be you know top five running back in all of football. He he only ran for over you know eleven hundred yards and had over sixteen hundred all purpose yards. Not a big deal. Like. Let's just go ahead and draft in the first round his replacement. I don't get it. You have way too many holes that need to be filled. Seems like Urban Meyer just trying to play chess when he's really out here just p- playing tiddlywinks. Like the guy, the guy's making mistakes day one on the stinking draft. It, I don't, I don't get it. I hate the pick. I get it. It affects me personally and all, but. Either way, it's not a smart pick. And if you're looking at anybody that knows anything, they're all saying the same things. I get you're trying to get faster at that position and all, but why do you need to get crazy fast when the guy just showed that he can be a top five running back in the NFL? Just seems stupid to me. Uh, The next confusing pick for me would probably be Eric Stokes to Green Bay. Are you really all that confused why Aaron Rodgers wants out? The past 10 drafts, he's drafted nine defensive players and then his replacement. Like what do you what do you expect? The guy has earned respect. This is not a Wentz thing that he's you know being petty after they drafted Jordan Love. This is a I'm Aaron freaking Rodgers. 
and you're doing nothing to make me happy here. Like, I'm out here balling every day. I just won the stinking MVP with this lackluster cast that you have. You think Alan Lazard and Marcus Valdez-Scantley will be as good on a different team? No. Like, your rush defense was terrible last year. If you're going to take a defensive position, take a linebacker, D-tackle, or D-end. Don't take a cornerback that I don't even think that's good. This guy's elite speed, and that's it. He's an okay corner with elite speed. No thank you. No thank you. Get an offensive player. You got Elijah Moore still out there available. I understand that he's probably an early day two guy, but I think it's a better pick than stinking Eric Stokes. I I don't think Eric Stokes should have gone at the beginning of the second round. I think he is a mid to late second round cornerback talent. But what do I know? I'm just a podcaster, and they run organizations who have gone to -to back-to-back NFC championships. So obviously they know how to do something right, or they just have Aaron Rodgers on their team, but not for long. This guy's either retiring or absolutely demanding a trade. We'll see what happens with that. But to touch on day two, ton of talent in this draft. Ton of talent. You heard me and Chris Malley talking about it on my draft episode. There's just so much confusion with COVID this year and with everything that some players just aren't being evaluated appropriately and some players are being over-evaluated because they played last year as opposed to some of their counterparts maybe not seeing the field. So I think you're going to see a ton of talent through the rest of the draft. I get there's always these late-round gems that come out every year and wow people, but I think you're going to see a real steady influx of them in this 2021 draft. Day two, some guys I would love to see at the 37th pick. Creed Humphrey, probably the unanimous best center in the draft. I understand talking to people, they, they even especially in Eagles history, some of the best centers that have ever played for us were either fifth round or later or even undrafted. So that's a position that, yeah, you can find talent at later. But he also can play guard. He, you can kind of swing them all around. And you saw last year with the Eagles, with the Chiefs, with a number of teams that when when you lose that interior or you know outside line, you're, you struggle a ton. You go from a great team to a good team to an okay team to the Eagles. So, I don't know. Another guy, Trevon Morig, the the safety, probably the best safety in the draft. Uh, JOK, linebacker out of Notre Dame. He'd be a great fit there. He's a guy that I don't even know if he'll last to the sixth pick in the second round. So, we'll, we'll see. Uh, Asante Samuels Jr., I think a lot better than Eric Stokes, and he went in the first round, would be a, a real steal here in the second. So, a lot of, lot of picks, a lot of players they could still take here that I think would be great. We're only a few minutes away from this second round kicking off, so I'm super excited. But again, be sure to tune in tomorrow to round two and three breakdown. I'd love to hear what you all think of the pick of the rest of the first round. Love to hear your thoughts on the second and third round, and go Birds!